building your valuation and bringing in the right investors. So having that restructuring advisory practice is why we got the call yesterday from this leading cannabis private equity firm. So it's an important part of what we do. It's all within the vein of institutionalizing cannabis companies so we can attract the best investors, so we can attract the best valuations and ultimately realize a successful exit. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series, sponsored by 212, with an old friend, Scott Griper, the president at Viridian Capital Advisors. Scott, welcome to the show. Dan, thank you. You say old friend. I'll take that in the best sense of the word, but I think we... We kind of started in the industry right at about the same time eight years ago. So we're grizzled vets and uh, glad to be on with you again. Well, from one grizzled vet to another, it's 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 great. I've known you for a long time, but I've never had you on the show. And no. I'm so yeah, I'm so glad that you could join me today because where most of the other guests that we have on this series are cannabis venture capital firm, Viridian's a little different. To get started, can you explain the differences? Yeah. So we launched Viridian Capital Advisors in June of 2014 then. We believe we were the first investment banking firm in the U.S. cannabis industry. So we do what investment bankings do in this crazy industry. We are advisors to our public and private cannabis companies, helping to develop strategy, uh, develop financial controls, build boards of directors so there's real governance, kind of institutionalize our cannabis clients. And then we go out and we raise required growth capital or acquisition capital, either in the form of equity or debt. Been very successful with that over the years. Mm -hmm. And we act as M&A advisors, buying and selling cannabis companies and giving our cannabis clients and investors the opportunity to exit and monetize their position. So we're a traditional investment bank. We were very early in the space and we've been fighting the fight now in our eighth year. And... uh, Fortunately, have developed a very good track record, making money for our investors and executing on assignments for our company clients. Oh, oh, I'd say you're very well known within the industry. I want to take the different services that you provide your clients and kind of break them down. And I'm going to start off with the most obvious, but it's going to sound like a dumb question, but what's the advantage of companies working with you to raise capital? Good question. You know, at the end of the day, investors rely on Viridian's ability to diligence the right companies, the management teams, their business models, their ability to execute, their ability to properly govern their business, and ultimately their ability to raise the right money and exit, whether it's through a sale of the company that achieves a return for the management and the shareholders, or it's taking a company public. Investors in the industry rely on Viridian's kind of smell test to choose the right companies and the right people. This is a fascinating industry, one of the fastest growing industries in the world, but it is still filled with inexperienced operators, management teams, and that's dangerous. And if you don't have expertise, we've been doing deals for 30 years representing companies, investors. And now the longest tenured company of our kind 
in the cannabis space. So investors rely on us to bring them the right opportunities, to conduct the right diligence. So we're investing behind the right team and the right company. Yeah. You just can't look at this industry as one industry because essentially every state's a little different. You have to understand how every sector works within each one of those states. It's very complicated. If you don't do this every day, it's nice to have somebody like Viridian guiding you through this. I want to jump ahead and talk about one of the things I've seen within the industry over the last, say, 18 months is a lot of companies kind of had a reality check and they're dialing back some of their lofty expectations and are even considering now selling. You do a lot of M&A work. How do you guide companies through that process? Yeah, that's a really critical question. Dan, after the 2018 midterm elections, <laughs> when we had a number of new medical states come online, we had a number of medical states that legalized recreational adult use and the, the public stocks went crazy and the public companies were buying everything that wasn't nailed down just to kind of have exposure in different parts of the market in the world. It got too extended. Companies were not focused on their core business and their core assets. And the market started to recognize that and basically tell these companies that were in too many different lines of business, if you're not going to cut back to what you do best, and if you're not going to cut back to a company that's focused on a single line of business, not 10, I'm yeah. selling your stock. And that's what happened in the beginning of, of 19 through the beginning of 20. You had a number of companies restructure, sell off non-core assets, and clean themselves up, not be everything to everybody, because that doesn't work. Yeah. So what we've seen on the back of that is companies have become much more focused. They've become much more fundamentally strong in terms of revenue growth and profits. And now they're starting to become more aggressive acquirers of companies that fit their core business, whether they're a licensed cultivator or they're a software company or they're a biotech company. Acquisitions are being made today that are much more accretive to revenues, to earnings, to a product line, to intellectual property than they were in the past. So we're no longer in this land grab, let's buy everything. It's now the market and the investors are saying, you can make acquisitions, but it's got to affect the core business. That's what's changed in the M&A landscape of the cannabis industry. I, I think you said that as well as I've ever heard it, is that when you're spread super thin like that, you're not good at any one thing. And investors are going to penalize you for that because you can't do well in that situation. Speaking of restructuring, I think one of the services that you provide, which I think is just going to be huge, is you provide a restructuring service. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about it. But my thought is that most VC firms don't have workout teams within their company they're going to have a lot of good investments fail that shouldn't. Are you working with a lot of VC firms to help? Or are they starting to realize that you're there to help them restructure some of their good companies that just need to get put back on track? 100%. had a call yesterday with one of the larger, not VC cannabis firms, but private equity cannabis firms. I'll leave the name out, but you certainly know who they are, Dan. <laughs> and uh, they're highly successful. They're very institutional. They have big backgrounds, a real pedigree. And they invested in a company that has not been working out. And we got the call. And we were on with that portfolio client yesterday. 
Yeah, it all goes back to why we started the practice, Dan. This is an industry that is has incredible dynamics of growth and a lot of years ahead of us. It didn't necessarily have the most experienced managers, operators, because no. many of these folks just knew how to grow Canada. They didn't know how to put a board together. They didn't know how to put a strategy together, financial forecasting and budgeting, build the right cap table, execute correctly, et cetera. This is what we've been doing for 30 years, advising companies about how to achieve all of that. As I talked about before, building the right board, financial controls, budgeting, making accretive strategic acquisitions, bringing in the right investors. This is all critical to sustainable growth in the company and building your valuation and bringing in the right investors. So having that restructuring advisory practice is why we got the call yesterday from this leading cannabis private equity firm. So it's an important part of what we do. It's all within the vein of institutionalizing cannabis companies so we can attract the best investors, so we can attract the best valuations and ultimately realize a successful exit. Yeah, and VCs don't want their investments to go to zero. So it makes sense to have you help them bring their company back to life or get it back on track. A lot of times it's just restructuring. And and I want to talk a minute about investors. And I, I see on your website the deal tracker, but I didn't get a chance to really look at it. Can you explain how that works? Yeah, in every industry, but the cannabis industry, There are companies, sometimes they're investment banks, sometimes they're data-oriented firms that put together comparable company databases of deals in that industry. Who's raising money? Who's investing where? Who's acquiring whom? Who's selling out? Who's going public? Really tracking the deal flow. And investors live for this. Why Bloomberg became Bloomberg and PitchBook and CapIQ. It's why these databases are so successful, because sophisticated investors rely on data. Where are investors placing their capital today? Is it in licensed growers? Is it software? Is it biotech? Is it real estate? Is it brands? Since January of 2015, then, we have been tracking every deal in the industry. Equity raise, debt raise, sellers, buyers, companies going public mergers, joint ventures. We're seven years into this. We have collected and aggregated the world's largest database of cannabis deals. Why does it matter? Because when you're an investor in the space and we're advising you, we're going to tell you where the best value is, where the best way to invest is, whether it's cultivation or biotech or software. And we're going to tell you the right structure for your investment because it's based on comparable deals. That's what the Viridian Cannabis Deal Tracker is. We're seven years into this. We were the first in the market with this product. It is by far the world's largest database of cannabis deals. And it gives us incredible market intelligence and an edge when we're representing companies looking for money and we're representing investors looking to invest. It really gives us a deep dive into best companies, best valuations, and best structure for investors. I need to look at it because I, like I said, I just skimmed through it. As far as investors go, if investors are interested in working with you, how do they go about it? So um, on our website, there's a contact uh, information that you can reach out to us. 
I'll get those emails. And uh, we're on the phone with investors every day, Dan. That's an important part of what our job. I'm constantly on the road in front of large family offices, large private equity firms, um, private equity firms that aren't even in the cannabis industry, but they want to Mm -hmm. be. And they're looking for information. Yeah, and we'll have the links to Viridian Capital Advisors in the show notes. So if you're a company that's looking to have somebody help you with your raising capital or you're thinking about selling or merging or you're an investor, just click the links in the show notes or go to podconnects.com to learn more about working with Viridian Capital Advisors. Scott, this was fun. I'm glad we finally got together and I had you on the show. Let's do it again. Me too, Dan. Congrats on all your success and uh, look forward to the next one. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.